Good afternoon, everybody. This is your DFS Army Daily Dispatch Bold Calls Edition for March 1st, 2019. And joining me today is not only my co-host, Bear, but also a surprise drop-in from the ranks of the DFS Army, Mutt18. What's up, brother? How's it going, guys? How we Thanks doing for having today, me. Bear? Doing pretty well, thanks. How are you guys? Pretty, pretty good. Uh, man, it is, uh, it's a nice little Friday slate. Uh, not a stressful one, which is always a good thing. Um, nice little seven gamer. Uh, got some very interesting, interesting options today because of the pricing. Not only on FanDuel, uh, which has been really good with pricing, um, but also on DraftKings, which let's just go ahead and call it what it is. They slacked off today. Like I think their I think their All Star break kind of screwed everybody up, and yeah, now it's just one of those things where everybody seems to be free over there. Yeah, they're soft pricing on a lot of guys tonight. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm I'm looking through it, and I'm like. Like, did they just not show up today? Because I don't understand how these guys are free. These guys are 30-minute guys. These guys are high-usage guys. These guys are high-production guys. And they're just in the three range. So you're going to see today, particularly at drafting, you're going to see a lot of – I mean, we don't have, per se, too many big studs on the slate. Um, you know, we've got LeBron and we've got Giannis, who is probably going to be limited again. But – Outside of LeBron, we don't really have a, a big stud in terms of pricing. So you're going to see a lot of people making the choice as to which missed price value guys they want to play. Um, and that's, that's what you're, what's going to make or break the slate. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how people kind of uh, play their, their lineups today. Um, not only because of the pricing over there on DraftKings, but you've also got... Um, the fact that we have to know what's going on with Giannis before we can play him with confidence. Uh, and if we don't get word about that before the slate locks, I feel like a lot of ownership is going to end up kind of going to LeBron and then plugging it in from there. Um, so it's it's one thing that we're going to have to really pay attention to. So. Make no mistake, you're, you're, LeBron's going to get the ownership no matter what. Even if we hear Giannis is a full go, everyone's going to LeBron. And the reality of it is the Lakers can't win unless LeBron has a massive game, whereas the Bucks, as we've seen, can win without Giannis having a huge game. And, and, and I get that, and I, I know exactly what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, is like, it, there's not a ton of value out there right now on FanDuel, so if we don't get word about Giannis before lock, then, or if we get word that Giannis is going to be a full go before lock, then I could see LeBron's ownership coming down just a little bit. Maybe not a ton. I'm not talking like being cut in half, but I am talking like, you know, a, a, a good five, maybe 10% rather than the 45 to 50 that I'm thinking that he's going to be right now with the way that we've got things. I think that it could end up becoming a little bit lower, maybe in the 40-ish range. So that's the only thing I'm talking about. I know LeBron's going to get the ownership because of the fact that it's a, you know, it's it's the Friday night ESPN game and just just everything. So 
Must win all the above. Yep. I yeah, will every Giannis, Sorry. I, uh, I just think Giannis is a lot easier to play on FanDuel if we do get word. I mean, you bump down 1400 for that savings. I mean, he's still got close to the same ceiling as LeBron. But like I said, we need word before. If he's 100%, I'm playing both. Yeah. It's going to be hard not to with all the value. Yeah, it's it's hard. And there's not a ton of sexy value on FanDuel right now. So, Au contraire, um, most rare. Let's jump in. <laughs> I said a ton. I didn't say there weren't <laughs> options. My goodness gracious, you guys are Au on me. Au contraire, mon frere. I don't even know what that means, but yeah. That's all right. You guys want to, if you want to go for this, we can, we can bust out some hot takes today. We can bust out some hotties. <laughs> I mean, it is called the Bold Call Podcast, isn't it? We should just call it the Hottie Toddy Podcast. See what happens. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to get fired by the end of this show. <laughs> uh, I am in IDGAF mode right now, so uh, and Bear knows why. All right, let's start off with point guards here. Um, man, if I told you – here we go again. I, I'm starting my 30 for 30 uh, series here. What if I told you my favorite point guard today was not of the uh, studdish variety? I would tell you that I agree. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you too. Right now I've got two point guards that are under 6K. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I wasn't even going that far down. Um I mean, I guess I could see it, but I wasn't going that far. Um, man, it, it's okay. So let's let's start at the top. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving real quick. Hey, a couple games ago against Chicago, he popped off a sixty-two. Um, these last two games have kind of been meh. Toronto and Portland have been both been very, very, very good against point guards uh, lately. Uh, now he gets Washington tonight. They are right now with Thomas Sedaransky and his length. They're about a league average ADVP over the last 30 days or so. Um, and with all the talk about Kyrie being checked out, Kyrie going to New York, Kyrie doing this, Kyrie doing that, I'm really actually kind of sick of it. And like, this is a must win game for the Celtics. Um, you know, the Sixers beat OKC in, in OKC last night. And so they moved ahead of the Celtics for the four seed in that spot in the East. I think the Celtics have to come out and play possessed. With that said, I like a little bit other or a lot other. Sorry. I like the other Celtics a little bit more than I do Kyrie tonight. And mainly it's because of that $9,900 price tag uh, on FanDuel. If I look over there on DraftKings and he's $8,900, I can say, okay, sure, I can play him over there. What say you guys about Kyrie? Is he an well, option in tournaments at least, or is he just a full, full fade for you guys? Uh, he's definitely not a full fade. Um, because what we've been seeing here over the last... 10 games is Boston's not playing very good basketball and particularly not very good team basketball. The funny thing is 
they're playing good team basketball when Kyrie has been has set for those couple of games. That's when they play better team basketball. So not from an NBA analyst perspective, which you guys know I love to do, but from a DFS perspective, that's what you want. You want a guy that's going to untuck his jersey and take the ball in his hands and go at Thomas Sadoransky and put up 50 real points and you know take it on himself. Now, I'm with you, Keith. There are probably two other Celtics here that I like a little bit more. Um, but I think from a strictly from a tournament perspective here, you're probably not going to see, because he's at 9,900, you're not going to see as much ownership for Kyrie, given that you know, you've know you got Kemba, who's already picking up a lot of popularity here early this morning from what I'm hearing. Well, morning for me, uh, afternoon for you guys. <laughs> um, you've got guys, like, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about Trey. We'll talk about De'Aaron Fox, the other guys that we like. But the, and they're significantly cheaper. Like Fox is almost 2K less on FanDuel. Uh, in a really good matchup, in a must-win playoff scenario game. Um, so I think you're probably going to see 4 or 5% Kyrie Irving in tournaments today. That doesn't mean that he's a good play, per se, because like in order for him to kill you, you need to see a just under 60 from him. 58, 57, 58. And that's not killing you. That's starting to hurt. Uh, but if Kyrie goes off for one of his classic you know, 68-point games, that's going to hurt you. And I think today is a, a legit possibility for him to do that. Yep. Mutt, go ahead. Yeah, I've got a – he's definitely not a fade for me. Um, I mean, I won't be too heavy on him, but the 9,900 is still – is too high for me on FanDuel. But, I mean, as a contrarian play, that's going to be lower on than, like, a Kemba. I mean, or a Trey Young. Yeah, he's a good play there. Um, I like him more on DraftKings at 8,900 with all how soft <laughs> – Pricing is there. My player pool on DraftKings, I kid you not, is 85 players right now. Yeah, I, I'm trying to trim it down, and like, it's just I it's don't, hard. I'm going to have to take stands somewhere as we go throughout the day. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, normally on days like this, I just say F it and screw it and don't even play uh, DraftKings because it's I don't like super teams. Um, but I'm going to have to take a stand somewhere. Yeah, and the Celtics need to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm a diehard Celtics fan, and I almost threw my uh, controller through the TV watching that Toronto game. So they they need a win in the worst way today, especially if they want to stay in the top four in the East. That that Toronto game was one of the more entertaining games for me. Yes, I know you told me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk uh, real quickly about Damian Lillard because I think he's going to get a little bit of traction throughout the day. You think um, so? I think a little bit, uh, just mainly like a pivot off of Kyrie and, and getting off of the Chalky or Kemba, um, yeah. kind of a pay-up-to-be-contrarian type of thing. Um, it, it's it's one of those things, like, I'm I'm just not doing it. Like, this, this Toronto team, especially in Toronto, it's one of the tougher places to play. Um, if I were building, say, 50 lineups tonight, I might – might might have one or two Damian Lillard. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. Is I mean, like if you're MMEing in the quarter, you want to throw him in a few lineups just in case. But main lineup cash wise, I'm probably not touching him. I'm not gonna have any Dan. There we go. Um, Makes it real simple and quick. So uh, let's talk about Kemba Walker here. Um, the dude is one of those guys that I can't figure out completely um 
who's been struggling from the field, and then he started to go off against Houston and then disappeared in the second half, basically. Uh, I want to attribute some of that to Chris Paul, but like it, it's one of those it's one of those things. I think a lot of people are going to look at Kemba and they're going to see the fifty four. They're going to see the ninety three hundred dollars. They're going to say, okay, I don't want to pay for Dame. I don't want to pay for Kyrie. Um, this is a guy that, again, and, and then you've got the Brooklyn thing, and you're sitting there going, he could crush. I don't – I think there's enough down below him that I don't have to play him because I don't – again, I don't foresee him going for 55-60. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I don't – I could, I could see, see him, him in, like, like, the 40 to 50 range, but, I mean, if he really goes, he usually, if he goes off, it's usually at home, too. It's usually not on the road. I know it is, he is from New York, but he is really soft-priced on DraftKings, 8200 yeah. That's tough to sell for Kemba. And he, I, he does have the 60 potential, so 8200 it's, that that's really underpriced. Yeah, I kind of think that, um... Anybody that I have as far as um, very, very low exposure, I, I might just use DraftKings in that sense. Like, where I'll play a little bit of Dame, I'll play some Kemba, you know, I'll play some of these other guys that I don't have interest in on FanDuel. That way, if FanDuel, and I'll play most of my volume on FanDuel, that way if FanDuel absolutely just bombs, at least DraftKings is going to go off. Yeah. You know, kind of hedge. Yeah. And I hate hedging. I agree with that. I hate hedging. But it makes it very, very difficult to take a stand uh, when you're looking at the, the differences in site pricing today. Um, looks yeah, like Bear had to talk to the contractor. So um, we're going to keep going here. Uh, my favorite point guard today, Mutt, and I kid you not, People might think I'm crazy for this. Is actually De'Aaron Fox. I I just I, I I know what he did last game, and we told you to get off of him. We told you to not play De'Aaron Fox last game. You know he still didn't do bad. He put up you know 40 points against Milwaukee, but yeah. I think against the Clippers here for 8K, I think we're getting a little bit of a discount in uh, in this game tonight. Yeah, I like him today. Um... The only thing that kind of makes me not go as high in him as I would be is Pat Bev. He's going to be on him probably. And he's a pretty good defender. But, I mean, Bledsoe is too, and he still put up 40 against Bledsoe. So, and it's a later game, which always helps. Um, yeah, I mean, 8000 is great price for him on FanDuel. Yeah, I agree. Um the Pat Bev thing, it doesn't scare me as much because I think the Clippers are going to end up switching a lot. And you're going to see some Pat Bev on um, on Fox. You're going to see him a little bit on Buddy. Uh, he's basically going to try to limit everybody. Like I, yeah. I think the way that they kind of approach it is to make sure that none of these guys go off like completely. But with the way that Sacramento is looking to play out today, like, 
I think there's a lot of really good plays. I don't think there's a great play yet. Um, at least until we get word. So it's one of those situations where he's my favorite because I know he can hit 45. But he's not the only one I'm going to have. Like, obviously, he's not going to be not the only one I'm going to have exposure to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense, too. It's, it's going to depend on who gets hot at the guard position for the Kings yeah. early in the game. Because if Buddy start, hits three threes right out of the gate, he's probably going to see Pat Bev the rest of the game. And that leaves Fox on Shamet. I'm back. Sorry about that. All good, brother. So we're talking about the, the Clippers, uh, basically Fox? Yeah, we were talking about yep. Clippers-Kings. I said my favorite point guard was actually uh, De'Aaron Fox tonight. Yeah. Um, I've been looking up. at that all day. I've been looking at that matchup all day, and I think uh, you just brought up Patrick Beverly. He's going to be on Buddy. So, and then if Bogdanovich gets hot, he's going to slip over to him. I don't. I don't see. I don't see Beverly even getting close to Fox. So I'm with you there. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those uh, one of those situations where, like. Even if he is on Fox, I don't. I think it's based on a switch, and I don't think it's going to be permanent. And that's kind of what we were kind of talking about. So, um, let's talk about Trey Young. He went absolutely completely bananas. Uh, fair the other night. It was pretty much the only one of the only two or three calls that we got right. That was just a crazy, crazy game or uh, night. Um, he gets Chicago again. He has. Kind of struggled against um, Chris Dunn. I don't know if, based on the projected ownership that he's going to carry, if I'm going to have a lot of Buddy or a lot of Trey Young tonight. And we all know how much I love Trey Young. I mean, I like him tonight. (laughs) Dude's playing. 40 minutes a game. Yeah. It's hard not to. Um, and Chris Dunn has not been himself, to say the least, here the yeah. last four or five games on both sides of the ball. Um, so uh, it doesn't scare me. So. Your guys are going to talk me into this, aren't you? Throughout it the game, you guys are going to talk me into this. And see, and see, just like with Trey, just like with Buddy Heald, with Marcus Smart, with Trey Young, my Oklahoma boys, it doesn't take me a lot to get talked into. I was going to say, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so we'll table that for now. Let's talk about the uh, – let's talk about this range right here. Okay. Spencer Dinwiddie returns tonight. Um, I've got him set for 27 minutes there. It was a thumb ligament issue. Uh, I think that they're going to play it based on effectiveness. If he's shooting the ball well, if he's working the ball well, and that thumb is not bothering him, I think he plays 30. If not, I think he plays 20. Man, it's something that I've been looking at, like, seriously all day. And I know he's excited to come back. Uh, uh, They're playing really well. Um. The only thing is, understand that, and I know you understand for the audience, um, Russell's playing, he's an all-star. He's playing at a level that everybody wanted to see if he'll get to. So I, I don't know that they say, okay, well, he's back. 
Dinamiti's back. Let's, you know, not let, um, you know, Russell will be great. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I could see is, is him taking away, uh, you know, Napier's minutes. That's oh, going to yeah, happen. That's, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> but as far as him playing like 30, because you have to, I mean, remember, Levert's back too. And they want to make sure Levert is, is fully back. And, you don't think uh, that they, they knock it down to this three-guard rotation? Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, but, but they've also got Joe Harris, who they really value there. They can put him uh, at the three, put DeMar Carroll yeah. at the four. And He's been at the three. He's been yeah, that backcourt's yeah. back getting really crowded now. That it's going to be. That's my point. That whole be team is completely healthy. Like I don't think that there's one injury concern right now on that team. And what's crazy is they're playing so well. I don't know if you can honestly predict with confidence exactly how it's going to go. And even like my first inclination is even. D'Angelo Russell is a tad overpriced on FanDuel still. Now with mm-hmm. everything back. Agreed. Um, now, on DraftKings, as always. Okay, so let's let's just make this let's just make this clear. Everybody is playable on DraftKings. Everybody. Everybody 90 per, 98% of the player pool is cheaper on DraftKings than it is on FanDuel, and it and a lot of them is significant. So I don't mind. I don't mind Spencer. If we get word that he's not going to be on a limit, because remember it was his thumb. He was still able to do cardio. Now it might not be game shape, um, you know, with the with the endorphins running and everything. But you know, am I crazy, or should I just play Alfred Payton and just call it a day? Yeah, I like Peyton. It's going to be a wait and see for me how this rotation shakes out with Dinwiddie back in before I play them. Okay. I'm off, probably off Russell for that too, just because it's going to be so. It's yeah, it's just too crowded for me. And I don't even necessarily know that. Um, I mean, so so for me, Dinwiddie's a no. Uh, I do think he plays well over 25 minutes, but you know you're talking about 100 bucks more for Alfred Payton against the Suns, who's going to play 33 minutes. It just doesn't make sense. You've got Rondo potentially playing 30 minutes. I mean, there's here's, here's my here's my thought on Alfred Payton and why I'm a little skeptical. Okay, we got a lot of words um, from the Pelicans about them limiting Drew Holiday. And Anthony Davis. They've held steadfast to Anthony Davis because they have a lot of vested interest in him. They've got Drew Holiday locked up for the next four years. He's played 34 minutes the last two games. Mm-hmm. Like, I I agree that Alfred Payton is probably a better play than Spencer Dinwiddie. But all of this talk about Elf, just because he's with he's going against the the Suns. Like, I'm a little scared about that because of Drew. Um, I don't think it's Drew that concerns me. I, it's it's the chalk that's going to concern me because I I know he's going to be up there. People, oh, yeah. it's just people see Suns. They just they just uh, attack. It's just the way it always is. Every single slate, no exceptions. 
So I'm guessing that you're probably out on Chris Dunn because of the way he's looked, uh, even though he's got the best point guard matchup on the board. So let's talk about Dunn. Um, was having a conversation with Luz about it earlier today, this morning. And in tournaments, he really wants to play him. Um, and yeah, he's looked horrible. Uh, I can't play him matchup at all. Not even so much because he's looked horrible, but I look at the team and I look at Levine and I look at Markkinen and I look at Otto Porter. I look at those three ball dominant players. And those are basically the three that are going to be taking all the shots and handling the ball. Um, that kind of leaves done on the outside in terms of usage and, and shot rate and all that stuff. So, okay, so here's here, and I'm with you hundred percent on this bear. Here's, here's his shot totals over the last, uh, five games. Uh, and remember, this is a guy that, you know, the first part of January, the first part of 2019, the dude was averaging 12 shots a game. Like, he was he was up there. He was getting his, you know, six, nine, nine, seven, and eight. The dude hasn't eclipsed double digit shots in the last five games. Who's gonna take the ball away from Levine? <laughs> I mean, well, then you've got marketing. Yeah, then you've got you that's know, what I said. Marketing and auto. I mean, it's not. I mean, listen. If I was the coach there, that's what I would want. I would want those guys to shoot too. I mean, that's. It makes sense. So, and then you're relying on steals. Uh, I mean, the upside is there for steals in this game, yes. But you, I can't play pay 6K for a guy that I need him to get five, six steals. No way. I can't do it. Okay. Um, oh, few okay. shares, MME, just to differentiate from Peyton. But. By the way, I'm not playing Peyton. So, just letting you know. Yeah, we just we were using Peyton as a comparison to Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie. That's yeah, what we were doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, anybody else? <clears throat> and Bear, I know where you're going to go with this, so let's let Mutt talk first. Anybody else below six K on Fanduel? Below six K, like Rondo. And Rondo and Taijo for me. I actually really like Taijo today. Okay. Elf is not good on defense. And Booker's playing tonight, so. So he's going to see a lot of Drew. Yep. Booker will get Drew. That leaves Elf on Taijo. He's playing over 30 minutes a game. Um, I actually have Taijo in my article today. Um, let me just, I ran him in the RS. For the who's hot, he's up like. Let me get the exact numbers. Let me just pull this up. Over his last three, he's averaging over 14 more fantasy points per game, and his minutes are up over four minutes a game. He's seeing at least 30. As I think the Suns finally figured out that Melton and Okobo aren't going to be the answer at point guard. So, <laughs> what's what's the biggest correlation between fantasy points and basketball? Um, it's usually shots. His last two games, he's uh, taken 16 and 12 shots, respectively. Uh, that game against Atlanta, just to show you how um, he was, he shot almost 63% from the field. 
<laughs> he was shaking his head. <laughs> he went flipping. Well, yeah, that was a lot of finals uh, game. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, he, went, he, went, he went flipping nuts. Uh, against Miami, uh, he did. He didn't take as many shots. Like the the ancillary statistics weren't there for him in that game, so he didn't break thirty fantasy points. Uh, but he still shot six of twelve from the field. Um, still had eighteen total points. So yeah, I mean, this is a guy right now that uh, since he's come over um, to Phoenix, he's been playing a ton of minutes, uh, and it looks like he's starting to get comfortable um, and take better shots now. Well, so that that last part is is really the only thing I want to talk about. He's he's getting acclimated now to his team. He's getting acclimated to his role. Now now he's starting to understand what he needs to do to make them successful. He's got weapons around him. He's got Booker. He's got Oubre. He's got Aiden. He's got Jackson. He's got other players around him. And he can get those ancillary stats, such as assists, um, going up against, you know, not very stable point guards. He, he can get you some steals. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't see how you don't play Tyler in this game. I just don't. No, that's that's not an excuse. You still <laughs> have that defense. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's a swinging door bad. I think Tyler Johnson is going to be a pretty popular play today. Uh, Bear, let's go ahead and talk about Rondo here. He got the uh, uh, he got the start last game. Um, Boy, did he! And he uh, smashed. What's what's the word? Smash is I don't think Smash does it justice. Um, so here's the thing about Rondo. Okay, you look at the numbers fantasy wise, you're like, oh, he's great. People that are focused on basketball as a whole, not strictly DFS, particularly in Lakers circles, are fucking furious that he started Rondo. Now, here's the issue with Rondo. Rondo is one of the worst defensive point guards in the entire league. He doesn't even flip and try. Before he started, before he started this last game, and he got his twenty eighteen whatever twenty minutes, you know, backup point guard minutes. He was making passes that were just didn't even make any sense. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of anger by folks towards Walton for doing it. Now, we won the game. He produced, so they're going to stick with it. So this does a couple things for me. Number one, I really love Bledsoe because Bledsoe should be able to do whatever the hell he wants because Rondo won't be able to guard him. That's the first thing. Second thing is, in terms of Rondo, I mean, he's going to be the starter moving forward. Walton has said that. Can he change his mind? Yeah, sure. But he won't because he's going to need an actual point guard to match up with Bledsoe. Uh, Bad matchup or not, he's still going to need that. You're not going to have LeBron guarding Bledsoe. You're not going to have, you know, Reggie Bullock guarding Bledsoe. Um, so it's kind of a cakewalk for Bledsoe here, but in terms of Rondo, 5,500 on Fandle, are you talking about 30 plus minutes, uh, in a pretty high scoring game in the last game of the night? Uh, it's, it's kind of an easy play. Yeah. And it's national TV and we all know he comes yes, out to play when the lights come on. So, and it's the highest over under on the slate by a full point over Clippers Sacramento. I still don't think that it's the highest scoring game. Uh, I think Clip, I think Clippers Sacramento ends up outscoring them. Probably does. I don't disagree with you there. But just to, but it's it's not saying that doesn't take away from any play in this game. Let's let's make that real clear. Uh, yeah. That's just kind of one of those bold calls things. So 
Uh, all right, let's move on to our shooting guards here. Uh, talked a little bit about D'Angelo Russell. Um, Bradley Beal is 9,900, and I've got the same thoughts about him um, as I do with kind of Kyrie. Uh, 9,900 right now isn't something I'm excited to pay for either of these guys. Uh, but, uh, not when I can go get a Drew, not when I can go get a Booker or a Levine, like it, it might just be a pay up to be contrarian type of play and a very, very limited one at that. Yeah. I'm not thrilled with Beal. That is basically 10 K rather pay up for a little Braun at small forward and use my salary it's there. It's not just 10K. It's 10K to go up as Marcus Smart. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, Smart should get some tonight. Trying chasing him around, too. Plus, he's pitiful off the bench. So. Oh, man. Like, I, I, I see the usage. I, you know, but that's, I don't play guards against Boston. Like it's well, worked, well, it's worked for us. I don't play shooting guard with Boston. I've actually been playing point guard with Boston when Kyrie plays, and that's been working out pretty well. But shooting well, guards it depends on the guard. Heck no. I, I, I guess it yeah, depends yeah, sure. on the point guard. Sure, but like as an overall preference, you know, especially because in reality, in their offense, Beal is the point guard and Sadaransky is the shooting guard. But Smart's going to be on Beal. Because he's mm-hmm. their biggest threat. So don't think for an instance that Beal is going to... he And he could outperform his salary. He could blow up for 65. But don't think it's going to be easy for him. Because... And let and and the only way I see that happening is if Marcus Smart gets into foul trouble. So... And then you have to deal with Jalen Brown and his length. So it's not yeah. really like okay. it's easy coming off the bench either. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday against Phoenix... I am in love with this. And I'm scared out of my <laughs> mind because you know tonight's the night that Alvin Gentry plays in 27 minutes. Yeah, it's quite they possible. Play tomorrow, too. That's what scares me is they play tomorrow. And Anthony Davis has already been ruled out for tomorrow, by the way. That means he'll probably play tonight then. He is playing tonight. Yeah, he's he playing is. tonight. Yeah, he's playing tonight out tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm also concerned about it. I mean, you know, they, it, it's so weird. We're going to limit his minutes moving forward. Boom, 34 minutes. So Boom, instead of playing minutes. him 37 and 38, you're playing him 33 and 34. It's yeah, it's, it doesn't make much sense. I don't know if that's what he meant by limiting or not, but I mean, I think I think you take a shot on him regardless. Obviously, it depends on what you're playing. Like if you're playing, I think you have to at 9K. Yeah. He's a better play than the other two guys we talked about. So yeah, I mean for sure. Um, I mean he's seventy nine hundred on DraftKings, guys. So as we've Makes already stated, sense. everybody's free on DraftKings today. Um, Devin Booker. Not if he's being defended by Drew. Not for me. The thing about Booker is, it's more. It's more than just Drew. The thing about Booker is, is now. Comparing him to where he was a couple months ago, they're, they're a better, better team. team. 
which is crazy to say about a team with a record, but they are. Like they've been in games, they've been playing. They actually have a point guard now. Um, Aiton's kind of like a third option on this team now, since they got Uber and some more firepower. So they don't need Booker to do everything like he was. So you're talking about paying a premium. Mind you, he's not he's eighty six hundred, so he's not like you know a ten k guy, but that's still a premium uh, for a guy that a like you said is going to be guarded by Drew. B is not the main you know have to do everything on his team type of play. Don't know if I can do that. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's he's a low exposure tournament option for me. I'll have a little bit more of him than I would like say a. Uh, Kyrie or a Bradley Beal, obviously, uh, but that's just because you know he can he can get hot and put up forty five points, real life points, um, you know. And we've seen that you know sometimes the better the or the tougher the matchup for Devin Booker, the better he plays. Um, Very sure, you know. And, and make no mistake about it, he is still option one on this Suns team. Oh yeah, but. He doesn't have to do everything, which might actually over over time benefit him a lot more. But like I I I think eighty six hundred is a fair. He I don't think he's overpriced. I don't think he's underpriced. I think it's a fair price tag. Yeah. Um, the matchup yeah. makes it maybe him a little bit overpriced, but yeah, I don't think that he's gonna be highly owned. Probably not. And if that's the case, then I'm going to have a little bit of them. Okay. So, Can we talk about the man now? Or not yet? Uh, you mean Jalen Brown? No. Oh, you mean uh, CJ McCollum? Obviously not. Chris Middleton. <laughs> one, ahead, of them, one, one of them. There's two guys here that I love. Uh, you mentioned Chris Middleton. You know, I, I still I know Giannis just got where he's going to play, but the reality is he's not going to. He's going. It's going to be like the last game. Like, they're monitoring him, not only because of his knee soreness, but because, I mean, they've got to lock up. Like, they're, they're in good shape. Um, and I don't, I don't see Giannis playing 30 minutes tonight, you know, in, in the mid-20s maybe. Um, and that makes, that puts, so here's the thing, too. I want everybody to understand this. Middleton's listed as shooting guard. He's the small forward. Yes. Brogdon is the shooting guard. Yes. So when you look at matchups and DVP, the Lakers are really, really good at the shooting guard. Position, that's not what he plays. Nope. They're atrocious as a small forward. Yeah. So that's why I'm just, I, I love the play here. Um, so that's the first one. The second one, listen, we talked about this Kings Clippers game. One of the things the Kings do that has made it very difficult on teams is they play at the craziest pace I've ever seen. I mean, these guys are the fastest team I may have ever seen. It's like Loyola Marymount back in uh, the 90s where it was like, you're shooting, you're shooting in five seconds or less. It's like the old Suns, the, the D'Antoni Suns. Yeah. That's what it is. And that is exactly where you want to play Lou Williams. This is, to, in my opinion, the Lou Williams game. So for me, it's Middleton Lou. Those are my top shooting cards. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Zach Levine. I don't, I don't hate him. I like Levine, too. I really do. But for me, Otto coming back into the starting lineup somewhat, not not a ton, somewhat limits his ceiling. When Otto was out, Levine was putting up like over 50 every game. Yeah. Uh, now you'll probably get a 40 out of him, which is good. 
Um, but I want the 50s for Middleton and Lou. That's what I want. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Even the, the t- juicy matchup against Atlanta for Levine, auto back, kind of. I'm probably not really paying up at shooting guard to like your Beal or Russell or Holidays, honestly. Mm-hmm. thing with Holiday, I think if they're playing the Suns tonight, they have the Nuggets tomorrow and no AD. I think if they're going to limit his minutes, it's going to be tonight against the Suns. Sure. And I mean, I like I love Lou tonight. I'm so glad you said that, Bear. <laughs> so glad. And Middleton, if Giannis is limited to, it's hard not to. Okay. Wow. So uh, for those of you watching on <laughs> Twitch, um, I guess the uh, the show went offline for whatever reason. Um, Great. You'll have to, um, <laughs> uh, everybody else is going to have to catch the end of it on, uh, on iTunes, I guess. So All right. we're just talking amongst ourselves now. Yep. Now we're just recording it. So. <laughs> we're recording. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do agree with both you guys. Lou Williams, Chris Middleton are my two top, uh, plays at this game. Um, fair. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about them. Because we don't like to, but we have to. Oh Jeremy Lamb, we were completely 100% dead wrong. Can't figure this freaking At guy out. At least for that one game. Just can't figure him out. Drives me nuts. It really drives me nuts. I mean, he went, he went to the bench. Fine. They brought a bridge. It's fine. He played 17, 18 minutes the first game when he went to the bench. Cool. And back-to-back 30 minutes. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Pick a freaking rotation. So, and listen, a lot of it is, is certainly matchup-based. I get it. Um, you know, here versus Brooklyn, I could see him playing a little bit more, go a little bit small. Um, moving him to the three uh, actually is, is a possibility. And, um, you know, playing the two at the two where he's been really, really good here lately. Uh, so I can see that, but I mean, uh, the reality of it is, it's just kind of a coin flip, and I don't like sixty-four hundred dollar coin flips because, like, you've got Bogdanovich at the same price. I was just going to say I'd rather have Bogdanovich, especially at sixty-four hundred. Oh. I'm scared of Bog. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. I'm scared of Bog because now uh, Belizia is gonna be back in the rotation, and they can slide him to the three. They can put Harry Giles there. They're calling up uh, Swanigan today. Um, not saying that any of those guys have the talent level of him. Um, I do like Bog more than I do I like Buddy. I will say that because I do believe that, like we stated earlier in the show. Uh, Patrick Beverly is going to be on Buddy Heald like white on rice. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm I, like this, this mid-tier range, the 6,400 to the 6,300 range. I, I would not be shocked if I stay completely out of it whatsoever. I mean, the only one I can look at here is maybe like a Marcus Smart. Um, Marcus Smart's fifty three hundred. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can crack, crack, like down, like paying down. I can go Marcus Smart. Oh yeah. 
I even like one guy here under 5K that I can look at. Maybe two guys out under 5K that I can look at. But outside of that, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's tough. Can we go back to a Karis LeVert bounce back game? Not with how muddy that rotation is going to be with Dinwiddie back. It's going to be rough. Um, it's going to be rough. It just makes perfect DFS sense, though. He was... Every, uh, the whole army was on him. He absolutely completely flopped, like, harder than I've ever seen before. And now everybody's going to be off him, and he's going to go bonkers. It's just it – just count it up. It's going to happen. Yeah, and believe me, he uh, he's heard the uh, talking about his, his game. And, uh, there was uh article, I forgot the newspaper, that said – uh, it showed his bobblehead. Yeah, it was his bobblehead night. It shows his bobblehead. It says, you know, player didn't score a single point on his own bobblehead night or something like that. Yeah, he broke a commandment. He must <laughs> repent at the righteous hand of the DFS gods. I mean, and you do that by going for 50 tonight at 1%. I, I, I can't disagree. I have to have a lineup with him, but it'll just be. Yeah, um, MME. That's it. Yeah, just just because, just in case. It's yeah. It's it's not even a just in case. It would be like a fun type of lineup. It's where like I build one for fun. It won't even be in the queue or anything like that. So, um, Kevin Huerta is popping off the uh, DS projections right now. Um, Thirty minutes, forty two hundred dollars. He's a good drop on Fanduel. Um, I believe he's like 3,200 on DK. See, when I mentioned that there was someone under 5K I liked, that's who he is. There you go. On FanDuel, he's 4,200. You can flirt with him and another 4K guy for drop score. And if he goes crazy, you're happy. He's not going to be very high on. He never is. The other under 5K guy that I'm considering is going to be Reggie Bullock. Um... Took it right out of my mouth there. Oh, did I? Yeah. See, the funny <laughs> thing is, because he's a Laker, Keith wasn't going to like him. No, no, it, it's not that at all. I just... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's I get, actually in... I, Bullock's in my dummy lineup right now. I get the... I, I get the shooting guards versus um, Milwaukee thing, and that was why I was all over... I uh, forgot who it was. Right? Um, oh, it was all over Buddy. Um... <laughs> I just don't know if he's going to get the shot, the amount of shots that I want. Dude, take a look at the last three games. He's getting all the shots he can handle. He's playing some really phenomenal defense. Like, he's completely removed both KCP and Hart from the rotation. Like, those guys don't play. I mean, they play like five minutes, but they rarely play now because he came in there. He's like, this is mine. And he's he's been doing it. Um, nine and eleven, nine shots, six shots, eight shots, five shots. So either he either shoots eleven, or he shoots like under eight. Okay, but, but here's what you're not seeing. seeing. Now he has a point guard in Rondo who will get him the ball. That's the difference. He had it against the Pelicans, and he only shot the ball nine times. Did you see what he and LeBron were doing? And Ingram, I mean. I, uh, so you have to. There's only so many shots to go around, but in this particular game, I think he's a ideal. lot more. I agree. Ideal, and also from a matchup perspective, like Ingram's going to be in a tough matchup. Um, LeBron's going to be in a tough matchup, but we're not worried about that. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Kuzma is going to be in a little bit of an easier matchup depending on how much Giannis plays. But I'm just looking at the matchups, and the shots all point to him. Yeah, 35-plus 30, minutes at under 5K. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I'm just yeah. playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I love Bullock tonight. So, all right, let's move on to small forward here. Uh, we've talked a lot about LeBron and Giannis. We know exactly what we're going to do with them uh, and how we're going to do it. Um, I will say this. If LeBron – or if we do get word um, that uh, Giannis is going to be a full go, like, I doubt we're going to get it. But we're not, yeah. I, I want to clarify this so people know what I'm talking about. Then there is a high probability chance – that I'm going to fade LeBron in a couple tournament teams. Sure. Um, and Makes go sense. heavy on Giannis at the lower ownership. Makes sense. So Because I can build the same team with LeBron and Giannis. Maybe upgrade one position more. You should be able um, to. Yeah. And get Giannis at a lower ownership. So. Yeah. yeah. And we know how much uh, Giannis likes to... Uh, Play in these these type of games against these type of marquee guys. So, particularly uh, on national TV too. Yep. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard, yay or nay? I want one word. Nay. Yay. yay. Whoa. Now you're gonna do more than one word, aren't you? I'm going nay. Not for I'm, me. I'm out. So here's why I like it. Here's why I like out. it. I like it for one reason and one reason only. Between Lebronus, Lebronus, Lebron and Jan, aka Lebronus. Um, the, all the ownership is going to be. I'm talking about like a five percent Kawhi. That's why I like Kawhi. Not okay. specific to the matchup, not specific to the game, but between, like I said, LeBron and Giannis and Otto and you know all some of these guys we're going to talk about here soon. It's it's going to be hard for me to not take at least one shot at a single digit Kawhi Leonard, knowing he can go freaking bonkers. Uh, you want to know it's funny? I ran a hundred lineups. Um, when we got on, because so, I wanted to see what you know, DS is popping for FanDuel. He's in 56% right now. So the DS and I are starting to think alike. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. So let's talk about... Um, man. Is Kelly Oubre a trap tonight? With Tyler Johnson, with DeAndre Ayton, with Josh Jackson, with D'Angelo Russell. Kelly Oubre might have the best matchup out of all of them. He does. And, but he's also not coming to you at a discount either, at least on our family. Yeah. Like, you can get Otto Porter against Atlanta for $200, or for $100 less. That's where I would go. Yeah. So you're telling me that Kelly Oubre in a a smash spot's going to be sub-10%? No. Oh, you think he's going to be chalk? You're just going to pivot off of him to Otto Porter. Okay, I I get what you're saying now. I actually have Josh Jackson as one of my traps tonight. Especially now that... Boy, you just got brownie points with Luce. That boy hates him some Josh Jackson. <laughs> well, I mean, he's trending downward everywhere. I mean, since they put him in, they moved Bridges to the bench and put him in the starting lineup, he's first one subbed out playing 20, 25 minutes with Booker and all those guys back. 
it's just the opportunities. If Booker wasn't playing, maybe I'd have some shares of him, but with Booker in, he's gonna he's not gonna really touch the ball. There you go. Bridges is I mean Bridges is playing thirty five minutes off the bench. So roles a little bit. Yeah. So. yeah. Um all right, Bear, let's talk about him. Yours and I favorite uh outside of the studs, probably favorites play at the position tonight. Oh, you want to go down that low already? Oh, yeah. I want to go down that low already because we got to speed it up just a little bit because I don't want to give give people a two-minute center conversation today. Okay. So, Keith and I are going to be drinking French wine and eating baguettes during this game because Nicholas Batum um, is probably our favorite non-stud play here at this position. And uh, and I want to explain to the folks why. So... Early on in the season, we were all like, what the hell happened to Batum? Like, last year, he was almost a triple-double average. He was doing everything. All of a sudden, this year, he could barely crack 18 fantasy points. Well, they moved him to the three, where they brought in Bridges off the bench. Because they were playing Jeremy Lamb at the two and Kemba. They were playing Lamb. Right. So they decided to, Lakers will start Rondo, Bullock, Ingram, LeBron, Kuzma. Okay. Rondo is starting. Um, so... They decided to move Lamb back to the bench and move Batum over to the two. He's been balling ever since they did that. So you're getting a shooting guard that is listed here at small forward at 6,100 with 50 upside versus Brooklyn. I mean, I like it a lot. A lot. Yeah, I do too. I'll be going French with you guys tonight too. All right. Bang, there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, any interest in, like, a Mikael Bridges off the bench at 4,900? Not really. Okay. Uh, Joe Harris. No. I like, I'm trying to find some value here. Yeah. And there's some, like. I've got some value. I mean, I've got a little bit of, a tad bit of interest in Maurice Harkless. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially on DK. Yeah, yeah, that's. But, so I've got, I've got three values here. The first one you guys are not gonna like, but I D G A F. Um, Kendrick Williams. I oh, no, think this I, is. I like it. This is a, back, a bounce back spot for him. He's he's starting to play significantly more minutes now. Um, I would like it a little bit more without AD, but whatever. I'm still he's still a good price. Um, you've got very much boomer bust Torian Prince. Now we're still monitoring the John Collins situation. If Collins is out, I like him even more. Um, so I'll have to wait and see what happens there, but I still like him. And then, you know, I'm a sucker for narratives. Uh, you know that, and Mutt, I think you'll understand this probably more than most, but Jeff Green is going back to Boston. Jeff Green is listed at small forward, but he's the power forward. Yep. Power forwards have been absolutely lighting up the Celtics for the last two weeks. I mean, when I say lighting up, it's it's the worst on the slate. Every position except shooting guard has been lighting up the Celtics for the past two weeks. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. But yeah, I agree with you. But, but when you compare like how bad they've been, power forward has been the worst. Yeah. Um, Jeff Green has a lot of history in Boston. Um, I... I see Smart basically just destroying Bradley Beal. Well, who's going to score? Right? 
I like Jeff Green a lot here. Trevor Ariza? He's also in play. Uh, I don't hate to play, but you're talking about significantly yeah, like less expensive. You're talking about $2,200 less. Oh, no, I, I agree. So, I mean, uh, that's I'm going to have a few shares of him. Um, and then the last one here that I'm considering as a kind of drop score, a little bit more expensive for the drop that I like, is going to be Bembry versus Chicago. Um, you know, Chicago. I think, I think he's a trap. Okay. If I'm John not Collins, assigning him. If at Collins misses at 3K okay, on DK, okay, it's hard now, not to. Yeah, but Fanduel, I think you can you can fade him on Fanduel. Yeah, on on Fanduel, that's it. I. I, on FanDuel, I would need John Collins to be out. Uh, if I was able to finish the sentence, you would have heard that. Sorry. So if Collins, if yeah. Collins sits, yeah. then Bembry is going to be thrusted into probably not exactly 30, but in the high 20s for 4,500 versus the Bulls. Then I have a lot of interest there because I could see them running him at the four, or excuse me, at the three even, um, and getting, you know, playing a much smaller game. So, uh, I mean, I'll have some interest there. Did you hear what he said about his price on DraftKings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I had some interest in Harrison Barnes, but with Belgica back, it kind of muddies it a little. I think he would have. I mean, he played. I know it went to OT, but he played forty minutes in that game, and then Bagley got hurt. So I think between. Collie Stein, Giles, and Barnes, those minutes kind of go there. But with Belgica back, that kind of messes me. I'd like him a lot more if Belgica wasn't back. All right, let's talk about power forwards here. Laurie Markkinen. I mean, obviously a smash spot, but he's really pricey. I think, I mean, the upside's tremendous. Him and Randall both have tremendous upside. Can Laurie Markkinen... Outscore Julius Randle by fifteen. Can he? Sure. Will he? I don't think so. <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> Look into your crystal ball, Bear. You're Bear Stradamus for a reason. Um, Make two lineups: one with Lori, one with Randle. How about yeah. I just fade Lori and just play all the Julius Randle? Yeah, I think he's going to be. You can. Pretty, he's going to be popular. He's going to be popular um, because every, again, everybody sees Hawks boom. But um, and I'll tell you why I have I have interest in fading. I, okay, okay. Because I actually think I'm going to be playing some Anthony Davis. Holy shit! <laughs> well, it's not both uh, calls for nothing, right? $7,600 for 21 minutes. Whew. Man, that's uh, it's tough. I, he's not a core play. Clearly. But, <laughs> but knowing that he's sitting out tomorrow, I say there's maybe a 2 to 4% chance, maybe a 5, that he plays 25 minutes. Plays a little bit longer. I don't know. Maybe not. But I... Maybe. And it is Phoenix. And it is... 
the best ADVP matchup on the board out of every position. Um, and he still is Anthony Davis. Now, like I said, it's a couple teams. It's not a lot. He's to that price now to where if he gets me 35, I can still win and be and survive with that. And that's what I have him projected at is 35. Yeah, so... Points, not minutes. Fantasy points, not minutes. Sorry. I needed to make that part clear because somebody's going to come in right at that moment and know I'm talking about Anthony Davis and I said 35 and think I said 35 minutes. Yeah. Um, so now for me. Um, I've got two power forwards here and we'll, I won't get to all of them yet, but that I just can't seem to stay off of. Um, the first one is going to be Montrez Harrell. Yep. I'm, I'm, I am stacking Lou and Trez. I don't care that those are the two guys that are going to be doing 90% of the work for the Clippers. Yes. The people are going to say, Oh, they don't, they don't start. Who gives a shit? They both play 30 minutes. They both are the one and two punch. They're probably the most masterful pick and roll duo I've seen in a really long time. Um, in a crazy, like these pace up games, Montrez just eats. Mm-hmm. He just eats. So, um, yeah, I mean that, so Trez might be my top power forward on the night. Um, so before we get to my lower price, then I'll, I'll we'll stick in this range. Mike, like talk to me about night. Jason Tatum. Is Tatum? He gonna, is he going to show he's up? Tra- him as a trap tonight. Okay. It's like, I think this is going to be a game where they need to win. I think Kyrie is going to dominate the ball. And Tatum can, at times, disappear. So, I just don't... I, I He's in my trap list today. I, have, I wrote him up in the article he, as a trap. He's yeah, trending down everywhere. His he's averaging over his last three. He's averaging twelve less fantasy points per game, and his price has gone like down a few hundred bucks. I mean, it's it's no, I'm I can't do Tatum. Now, if he was if he was Marcus Morris's price, it'd be a different kind. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be playing Marcus Morris tonight. Oh, I am. I, but would you play him? Okay, yeah. You didn't. I don't think you caught exactly what I. No, was I, I did. I did because you couldn't okay. find both. But but, like, I would probably pay Tatum's price for Morris tonight. If I put it to that way. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Morris is one of their team leaders. He's he wants to write the ship. I'll tell you that right now. He's gonna he's gonna come out and play. So really, I was really just I was just reading something here, uh, by one of the. Uh, Celtics, I think he might be a beat writer, but he definitely uh, reports on the Celtics. And he comes out and he says, completely unprompted, uh, during you know their shoot-around, or it may have been the practice, I'm not sure, but uh, Morris picked up a, a microphone or whatever it was, and I'm going to read it for you right now. Marcus Morris, unprompted, held court at shoot-around this morning. Pinned blame on himself for part of Boston's struggle. Says he wanted to be a better leader. Yeah, he's going in a lot of lineups. Um, Bring some. Let me do the last quote. Bring some soul back to the shit, man. That's his quote. So Marcus Morris is going soul on us. I want some soul. 
Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we forgot to mention that it is buyout season, so we have to start watching 10-day contracts. It's going to get a little bit muggy over the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, the Hawks just signed one here. Yeah, B.J. Johnson. I don't think that we won't have to worry about any of that tonight, probably, because people yeah. are going to be signing. But going forward, we're probably going to have to um, watch that. And we love playing 10-day guys. Like, if they're available, we love playing 10-day guys because they're out. They're out to prove that they belong. So absolutely, uh, we've won a lot, won a lot of money. Uh, guys, talk to me about Jamichael Green. I got him at twenty one minutes, thirty eight hundred dollars on Fanduel. Um, yes, I did skip over Harry Giles, and there is a reason why. Um, we'll get to here, huh? Because he's a trap. Um, I don't think he's a trap in cash. Oh no, no, absolutely not. He's going to be heavy, heavily owned in cash. So you got to play him there, but. No, it's I don't I don't think it has anything to do with his ownership either. For me, for Giles, I think twenty five is kind of like healing. Like FanDuel did a really good price, really good job about knowing that this was going to happen and popping him up there. Now I don't know if they did because I looked at Willie Cauley Stein and I'm like, I they got Giles. Giles. I know what you said. I'm not talking about you. So I don't understand how they got Giles right, but they totally gaffed on Collie. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, that's what well, they did. Because Harry Giles was thirty one hundred on DK. So yes, all my all my exposure to Harry Giles will probably come on DK, not on Fanduel. Yeah. Uh, Jamichael Green, um, he's a thousand dollars cheaper. I've got him less or just on or just over a point less in the projections right now. Um. Drop score guy on Fanduel for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. GP, GPP, yeah. Um, I have him and uh, Weirder paired up in a lot of lineups. I do like Giles tonight, though, on both sites, though, I got to say. I mean, he's not going to take over Bagley's role, but he's going to absorb those minutes. The Clippers are so bad against Biggs. So bad. Yeah. Maybe it's a sticker. Maybe it's sticker shock with Giles' price on Fanduel. Then I think that might have something to do with it. If he was like around four K, it'd be a lock for me. Forty eight hundred. It makes you double. Th- it makes you think a little bit. But I, I mean, did. and if you're playing him as a drop, then you can go five hundred less and play Diallo as a drop, who won't be nearly as owned. I mean, there's other options. I like. I don't mind. Giles that much. I just I don't see him like you said, he's not gonna play the um the value role because he's not think he, I don't think he hits 30-35. Yeah, I, I don't either. And that's and for see, tournaments that's kind of what I want. People are gonna be jumping thinking he's gonna play thirty plus minutes tonight. He's not. He's gonna play probably twenty to twenty five. I think twenty five twenty five is even high. Yeah. Like twenty 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 five minutes, fantasy point per minute. He averages like it's like one point oh eight. I mean that gives you like your twenty to twenty seven range. So I mean, on DK, yeah, at thirty one hundred. But Fanduel, it's going to be just pretty much right at your five times. Yep. All Maybe right. a couple because it's the Clippers, but I think he gets a few extra because of that matchup. But I don't think you're seeing a ten times value. Yeah, I I agree. Um, all right, guys, on to centers. Now, we have to talk about more than just our, the one that we all want. <laughs> so, we're going to have to do that. So, we need oh. to make sure that we ha- we are focused for this. Focused. 
I mean, think about that, right? Think about that sentence. The center we all want. That alone magnitudes, in my opinion, looking elsewhere. In tournaments for a few, right? Like, yeah, like that's I, what we're going to talk. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to talk about everybody else first, and then we're going to talk about him. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Al Horford. Okay. Who has in a not in a roundabout way, but in a very, very, very assertive way, been Boston's best player over the last two weeks. Um, his price has started to reflect that, but I have to have a little bit of exposure for Al Horford. Yeah, I agree. I like him. I like Aiton. Right in that range. I probably won't pay up for Nurkic. He's got Cantor there now, and he doesn't see some Marcus All. So Cantor is not. Yeah, there's no Cantor. Oh, he's out. I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 having some uh, some uh, visa issues, or Uh, that's why he's not. He's afraid Interpol's going to come and arrest him. Is what it is. Oh, that's what they're calling. He's still in the elevator. And now they made it out. (laughs) They made it out of that one. Can't you see that video? Oh yeah, concerns for his safety. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not going to be there. So, so I mean, I actually actually don't hate Nekic. Um He sucked against Gasol. You're assuming Gasol's going to start, so we got to no, see. No, I'm assuming Gasol starts. I am assuming Gasol's going to start because it's Nurk. Yeah. So, but he's absolutely just been – I think he's got him one game. But um, he's been absolutely atrocious against Mark Gasol. Yeah, that's I mean, my whole, that's we my have whole. to wait and see, right? Like, yeah. like he, he might end up going up against Surge. I don't know. We'll have to see. But either now, way, if he'll, he goes he'll against see both Surge. I do like him. Yeah, because that means he's going to see some Gasol, though. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's seeing, see. seeing ten to fifteen minutes of Gasol coming off the bench um, in their matchups together, rather than seeing twenty-four minutes. Like, I could legit see Gasol matching Nurkic's. Um, I'm on the court tonight. Yeah, I can see it. Like, it's not like he's not capable of playing 30-plus minutes, you know? It's just that they haven't done it yet, and a lot of it has been because of the analytics and based on matchups. Well, now is the time where you can throw that in there, and that's one of the reasons I actually think that Marc Gasol is a great tournament play tonight as well. Um, because of that, he's a pivot off of the other guy. He is $5,800. And if he's going to match Nurk minute for minute, then that means that he's going to play around 30 minutes. And that means he's underpriced at 5,800. Am I, am I, is my thinking wrong there in tournaments anyways? No, I don't believe so. Um, it's just uh, the thing that I don't like about Gasol specifically is that He's 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 not the focal point like he was in, in Memphis, so he doesn't have that same upside. So I mean, I, realistically, let's say he starts. Let's say he plays twenty eight minutes. What are you going to get out of, of Gasol like fantasy points? Thirty five. Yeah, and then all it, then all yeah. I need is my other guy to bust in right, order for true. it to pay off. Yeah, because true. he's going to be a fraction of the ownership. 
so I need. I'm. I'm not saying like you need other things to go right if you're gonna play um, somebody else. Like if you're gonna play. If you're gonna play Horford, you need this other. You need him to outscore that guy by you know 15, 20 fantasy points. Um, no matter what, if you play any of these guys, you're gonna need him to outscore that guy, but. You're going to get him at a fraction of the ownership, and just, just, just for the craziness, think that he busts completely. You're talking about a major, major chunk of the field being wiped out. Absolutely, probably close to eighty percent, if I had to guess. I don't know if he'll get that high, uh, but I, I'm thinking a good sixty to sixty-five. Yeah. All right, call me crazy. Okay. Cody Zeller and Robin Lopez have my interest tonight. Mine too. Okay, so we're not Cody Zeller. Not, not, not Robin or Zeller. Okay, so okay. Mutt doesn't like Zeller and. I like Zeller, just not at his price on FanDuel. Okay. So. You're talking about a guy that is going to play 33 minutes going up against the worst, well, second worst, because the Clippers take that, um, matchup, or, well, the best matchup for him, but the worst defensive uh, position in Brooklyn. Um, it's, I'm okay, I, just for the same reason that Keith was talking about Gasol, like, Zeller has one of his 50-point games and Cauley Stein doesn't, the advantage there is massive. And you're not paying that much more, 1100 which is not, you know, that big of a difference. Um, I'm fine with it. I even I even like Jared Allen here. Um, and one of the things that I noticed, too, was since uh, Levert and Dinwiddie went down, Allen's production went down, too. And looking back at it, when those guys are back, that's when Allen does really well. Because the perimeter guards, I mean, it's now it's all going to be shared, right? So you're not going to get any of that dominance. But the bigs, Allen gets to eat because so much now is focused on Russell Levert Dinwiddie that Allen gets a little more open. And uh, he's still got the crazy, uh, you know, Uncle Drew hair and uh, can still block shots. Yes. So, all right, guys, let's talk about him. Probably the highest owned play on the night. One, Sir Willie Holly Stein. He has 5,500 on FanDuel. Robbery. He is 4,500 on DraftKings. Heist. (laughs) And it's the Clippers. You could run 5,000 lineups, and he would be in 5,000 of them in the DS. Should be. Oh, no. I just ran 100, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm saying that would be, should be. <laughs> oh, no. He will be. He yeah. would be. Yeah. It's, if you it's very. If you literally run 5,000. In order to not get Willie Collie signed tonight, you are going to put a max exposure on him. Because otherwise, he is going to be in every single one of them. 
for those of you playing cash games, for those of you playing single entry tournaments, just play Kali Stein at that price. Move on. Um, we'll make it very simple. Clippers do not defend centers. I mean, like, you know how in our ADVP it's, you know, like green, white, red? This, this one, one is, is like, like a Christmas tree, tree for the Clippers. Like, like it's, it's just so green. It's, it's like Celtics. Last 30, last 30 days, the Nets are worse, but it's not by a not by much, yeah, at all. Uh, I, mean, I mean, and think, think about, about it. Like, they basically went from Gortat starting playing eighteen minutes to go to Harrell to Zubac starting playing eighteen minutes going to Harrell. So, I mean, it's 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 going to be it's going to be Harrell versus Colley Stein, and it's going to be like I said, the, the pace in this game is going to be insane. Um, there's going to be so many rebounds and shot blocks and dunks and alley oops going on in this game. It's like there's a part of me that knows that he's going to be so high owned and I want to go elsewhere. I'm just at a point now where I might just have to go elsewhere, other spots, and just. If I'm playing 10 lineups, I'm playing eight Willie Pauly Stein, and I'm going to have probably an Al Horford and a Cody Zeller lineup. As of right now, the way things are currently constructed, that's what I would do. And then I'm going to hope and pray. That either he goes completely bonkers, or he yeah. gets he does absolutely crap and gets three thousand the first five minutes. Like I either want him way up there, or I want him way down there, with the way that I'm building my lineups tonight. It's just the way that it is. He yeah, is, as of right now, really by hard. far the best play on the board. I mean, 4,500 on DraftKings, and he can put up 50. Yeah. I mean, like, even 5,500 on FanDuel, you you get 50. That's 10 times ten time value. Yeah. You're going to need to differentiate elsewhere, though, because he's going to be so high-owned. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... There's, there's, this is, this is a differentiate in two lineups, like just in case something happens because Willie Colley Stein has been known to get handsy at times. Um, but that does not diminish our love for him tonight. Not one bit. So. So can we talk about a guy that's going to be not owned at all and can actually do some damage? Oh, Keith is going to freaking hate this. <laughs> Go I ahead. I already know he's going to freaking hate this. I've got a little bit of interest in Thomas Bryant. No! I told you he was going to hate it. I told you. You guys it. talked me off him the other day, too. And I was looking at him. So here's the thing. Like, like, ever since he's gone to the bench, it's lit a fire under him. Like, And the reality of it is... They're going to need size, and they're going to need a center that can defend in the perimeter to match up with Horford, and then eventually Tice, and then eventually some Morris potentially. Um, I mean, it's Robert Williams if he plays. Like, there's going to be a need for that tonight. Why play him when you can play 
Robin Lopez for $500 more and get twice as many minutes on I'll tell you why. Because the upside for Bryant is significantly higher. I think Robert... Like, like realistically... I Lopez love is... Thomas Bryant, but he doesn't play enough for me. And I hate dropping the center position. I don't think it's a drop. That's the thing. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't play it as a drop. But again, it's one of those situations where he's less than Willie expensive. We know he can put up forty-five plus. And if that's what happens, and Willie gets in foul trouble or whatever, I mean, it's it's realistic. And you know, it's been a thing for years that the Celtics are soft inside. Mm-hmm. It's that's I've been. Playing bigs against the centers for no, but I don't want to believe it. Well, I can't help you, but uh, we just laid out all the information, and uh, I don't hate it. And there's one more guy now. Here, this is going to be. Do you, do you think he hated Bryant? Wait, wait till you hear this one. <laughs> strictly, 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 strictly. If Colin sits, I may have a little bit of interest in Alex Lennon. Strictly if Collins sits. What's going to happen is you're going to have, um, like you mentioned, Robin Lopez, you have Lloyd Marketing, like they've got some size there uh, in Chicago. And Denman is not a 30 minute player. He, he just is not. And typically what tends to happen is when Denman sits, they'll move some Collins to the, to the five, they'll play, you know, 10, 12 minutes of Len, that kind of thing. Well, with Collins gone, they need somebody to fill that role, and that ain't going to be Spellman. He can't. That's not. He's. That's not his game. That's not his style. So, with Collins sits, I'll have a little bit of interest in Alex Lowe. A little bit. I would play him over Thomas Bryant. Maybe I'm going down with this Thomas Bryant shit. <laughs> like I had, it was planned out. And the thing I wanted to tell you the other day, Mutt, was he might have crushed. But I still had him pegged under 20 minutes. My. I was on him, too, and you guys all talked me off him. I, I, I've had him in so many lineups. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That's a great way to end the show today. We went longer than normal, but that's okay. We got everything that we wanted to say out. Well, most of it. Um, and we had three people on, and it was entertaining. It was fun. It's everything you guys wanted. So, any last words, guys? Not for me. No. Good luck. And uh, I think I think this is a fantastic slate. One of, one of my favorite slates we've had here in quite a while. Yeah, it's it's an awesome slate. I just hope that uh, it doesn't blow up on us with some stupid news. Well, okay. So let me so let me say this way. Play a few lineups. Play a few lineups that is not all shock. Play a few lineups without Colby Stein. Play a few lineups without Rondo. Play a few lineups without some of these guys. More often than not, by the time that is over, and you look at your apps, DK or Fandle, whatever you're using, you're like, holy shit, I just want how much? Because you didn't play what the rest of the field plays. Understand something. When the rest of the field plays four, five, six players, and those guys all go off, the scores are now 400 because everybody has them and they all went off. Yep. Nice where they don't go off and you don't play them. 
you need a 340, 350, and the guys you didn't play because they didn't go off, everybody else did, you're, you have a very realistic chance of making some serious money. So that's what I want to do with There you go. Like telling guys last night that were freaking out after the first half, you have one really good night in DFS with that. It makes up for two weeks of playing okay. Like one huge night can really separate you and make big, big bucks DFS wise, yep. especially not playing chalk. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. For myself, for Bear, for Mutt, for the DFS Army, peace out.